podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Mandy. And what are we talking about today, Mandy? We are talking about Pixar movies. We're going to find the best one ever. There's a best Pixar movie? It's not just, I don't know, Brave? Mm, no, but we're going to find it today. So, where are we starting? So, um, the most outer bracket. So, the first round would be Monsters okay. versus Incredibles 2. Mm, okay. You go. Because you put this together, so you go. Do you know I only put it together with a random number generator, right? You know, your random number generator really just hates the classics. They, they give the new movies, like, it gives the new movies, like, no chance, man. Listen, I just put a thing in, and it spat things out. <laughs> All right. So, between the two, which one do you like better? Mm, Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Uh, mostly because Why? The Incredibles 2 kind of, was kind of like a letdown for me. Like, it was still funny and everything, but mm-hmm. uh, it uh, we waited so long for it, and it really let me down. Yeah, I, I do kind of agree. Like, The Incredibles 2 is a really good movie. It's one of the better late sequels, but it, it just, it kind of does the same thing as the first one. Well, which yeah. is a problem. The problem is it took uh, yeah. all of Bob's characterization away. Like, he went through that whole movie, like, trying to reconcile being a hero and a family person. And then he suddenly had problems being a family person. And I was like, what happened there? I just, I just didn't connect with it very well. I was really hoping that, you know, after we waited so long for it, there'd be a time skip. So we could see, like, years later what happened but instead Mm -hmm. it it was just a weird thing for them to pick immediately after the first movie after we waited so long for it yeah i actually feel like if it came out a couple years after the movie like maybe like the first one maybe like one or two so like in 2007 or something like that it would probably be much better yeah but they took forever yeah and you know they made such a big deal out of like oh you know i'm returning to this movie after 10 years because i finally found the story i wanted to tell but the story you wanted to tell is the exact same as the first one removing all the characterization and switching the two main characters so we talk more about helen who never liked being a superhero and was okay with being a family person with bob and that yeah yeah so Monsters Inc. has to win with it, and we can talk more about that in the next round, about, you know, what we like about that movie or what we don't like about that one, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Alrighty, so Monsters Inc. moves on to fight another, to live another day. Mm-hmm, and that means uh, the next round, Onward versus Finding Dory. Oh, I actually like both of these two movies equally. I know, uh, let me think. Which one would I like better? I think I like Onward a little bit better. So I just recently saw Onward, and this may be because of this. It's been a little bit since I've seen Finding Dory, you know, before we watched this. Mm-hmm. And I was a little let down with Finding Dory because of how much I love Finding Nemo. That's true. Like, I really like but the storyline following yeah. Dory, but... Yeah. I just like how Onward tried a little harder. It's not a typical Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it deals much more with magic and mysticism. And so I, I, I appreciated that it, Pixar there tried to do something different, even though it's not the best movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. So I think I would have to go with Onward here. I, I think it's a little bit better than Finding Dory. Yeah. All right. Then we move on to Monsters University versus Toy Story 2. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You go. 
The thing is, I kind of don't like either of them. <laughs> I I have a special place in my heart for Toy Story 2, to be honest. There's a there's a little special place there. It's a terrible movie. Oh, yeah, okay, like, sequel. My thing is... Ugh, how do I word this? So Toy Story 2 was good. I didn't care for the man in the chicken suit. Uh, and I mean... I like the, the chicken No, no, no. And then... Uh, <laughs> You know, the, uh, Jerry, the guy who fixes Woody up, that was, like, a really cool scene. I like how they made that. But then mm-hmm. there, what was it, Prospector Pete or whatever his name is? Yeah. And, like, they make him the villain, and it's it's just so weird, honestly. Uh, Lotso's a much better villain for the later Toy Story movies. Yeah. And honestly, it just... Mm-hmm. So first, it's it's a little weird because I like Toy Story three a lot better than Toy Story two because I feel like there was an actual purpose. You know, it's talking about Andy growing up and what happens to the toys when a kid grows up, right? Yeah. Whereas number two really didn't have a purpose in continuing the story right you don't see Andy in a different point in its life it it does develop character for Woody and adds new characters that I mean I love Jesse I like the characters I like that it introduced the new characters there's no purpose or reason for the story there's no there's nothing that says this story needed to be told to teach a lesson this story needed to be told to show something and while I appreciate when stories do like the, hey, we're going to drop in on someone's life kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't really work when there's four other movies. So it it just feels really pointless. Yeah. Then at the same time, Monsters University was also kind of pointless because we had already. Oh, yeah. No, we'd already seen the first movie. And like, if you just told me, Oh, yeah, Mike and Sully met in college. I would have just accepted that. That's all the backstory I needed. I didn't need all of that. Like, if you were going to tell another Monsters, Inc. story, you could have gone anywhere other than school. (laughs) Yeah, no, it just... Yeah. And and again... (laughs) Oh, no, go ahead. I appreciated... Well, maybe not so appreciated. Like, the... Ugh... Like, they keep telling Mike that he couldn't do the thing he wanted to do because of how he looked. I'm not sure how I felt about that message and all. Because then it confuses me, because they're like, oh, yeah, they're actually really good at scaring people. Like, they were the best at it. And then they cut forward to Monsters, Inc., and, you know, they're just factory workers. Mm -hmm. It's just weird to me. Yeah, I mean, the messaging is off. It's not really it's not really in line with the messaging of the first movie either, which that's usually not a problem, but I don't know. I feel like Monsters Inc. had a very specific message that it told, so it would have been nice to have that carried through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I think here, <laughs> I do think Toy Story 2 is a little better than Monsters University. Even though they're both sort of pointless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm indifferent about this one, so either one can work. We'll go with Toy yeah, Story. Yeah, let's go with Toy Story. Yeah, let's go with Toy Story 2, because I think that'll be more interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. Wow. <gasps> Is it the hurricane? Did it blow you away? Uh, no, I was trying to move something, and uh, everything moved. I'm just going to write it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next bracket. We're on All the right. other side now, right? Yep. So it's A Bug's Life versus Cars 2. Well, you know what the answer is. Well, yeah. Because I did go through this earlier. I picked the ones that I knew were going to lose and just did them. There were only two that I had, no, three that I had, like, a real cut winner between them. This was one of them. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Not even a preference. Bugs Life is just a superior movie. Yeah. There's it, not much to say about that other than Cars 2 is terrible. 
it's just a bad movie. Like, like if it was the first Cars movie, maybe we could talk about it. But yeah, that, that I, comes later on. Cars- but mm, no. Okay, what's next? Uh, down down to the first Cars versus Brave. Oh, see now that's a bit better. Yeah, see, that's a better mashup. Yeah, see, that's a much better mashup because I feel about the same towards both. Yeah, they're both I pretty Yeah. Yeah, Merit is awesome, and I actually like the story and like the music from the first cars. Hmm. This one's I so I think. As a movie, Brave is probably a bit better because it's a standalone. Like, just Cars 2 just really drags down the original Cars for me. Because um, the, I, I, the original Cars is fine. It, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't know. You, you pick. I really can't pick between these two. Mm, I, I can't say, even, like, defend it. I would say Brave wins this one. But... Hmm. Yeah, I just know that I appreciate the first cars for what it was. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's a good I I definitely will say having rewatched it last weekend mm-hmm. that I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Yeah. Well, think it, what puts it above a uh, brave above it for me is that with cars you're focusing on uh, Lightning's his internal struggle with who he is and actually being a decent, not human being, but you know what I mean. Not being such mm-hmm. a bag. And then Brave is more focused on Merida's problems, but also her problems with her family, not just herself. So there's a bit more depth to it. Yeah. And I do give Brave's props out of all of. Like so, she's in the Disney princesses now. Out of all of the like modern ones, her Brave I like a lot because it does feel like a very classic fairy tale, which mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool thing. And again, it's good because it just kind of, you know, it just kind of is different for Pixar. They don't usually do fairy tales; they usually create their own thing. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So the next one. Uh, that was another easy one. So it's Incredibles versus Cars 3. Because if you thought Cars 2 was bad. <laughs> I actually don't mind Cars 3. If, actually, if Cars 3 was Cars 2, I think people would like the Cars franchise a lot better, to be honest. Uh, I have to disagree. But, but yeah, uh, Got busy. <clears throat> it's the Incredibles. Yeah, but I, 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 I can't not say, pick the movie I know like every joke from. I know, but like the problem is the whole Cars franchise. It just went downhill. Like two was so bad. Like I don't know who needed James Bond knockoff with you know Hicktown car person. But then three was like, okay, you saw Cars one with Lightning McQueen and all his problems, and then in the third one, Ooh. having a midlife crisis. I'm like, why? I thought it was better fitting than the second one, but maybe I'm just I have bad memories because when I saw Cars three, we went to originally see Despicable Me three. Um. Ooh. And that movie was was terrible. Wait, so it was just better by comparison. Me was so bad that seeing Cars three is good by comparison, but yeah, being incredible still wins. Yeah. Anyway, top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So sighs> okay, back to the back. Let's put some energy in this. I know I'm trying here. Mm. Uh, so Toy oh four. Versus Monster Tank. Oh! What kind of noise was that? Okay, I have a thought. (laughs) No, I was thinking. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. You might have to redo this. Just warning you. Okay. All right. 
Um, I'm good. Um, clearly, Monsters Inc. I, I like Toy Story Four. It's a good movie, but Monsters Inc. is tighter. If you think of it outside of the sequel, it is just a more complete story. And unfortunately, just Toy Story Four feels extraneous. Although I do appreciate what they tried to do with it. I, I really do like Toy Story 4. It's a good movie, but Monsters, Inc. is much better. Yeah, I do like they they were trying to expand on this world that they had made. I appreciate what they did with it. And it's so cool that we got to focus more on Bo Peep instead of Woody and them. Right. Yeah, and, you know, I just kind of remember, like, oh, yeah, it's been a while since we've seen Bo Peep, you know? Well, yeah, well, they did, in three, they did that thing where they talked about her, and then they all just stayed quiet. And then, no right. one, like, no one was thinking, oh, we're never going to find out what happened there. She's just gone. So that was a fun thing that they did. Yeah, I think that was really good. And it did make it feel a little planned, which I like. It made it feel... You know, like, it was meant to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to make this weird joke about Bo Peep not being there and then, like, have a whole sequel dedicated to her. But even yeah. though it didn't really, that really wasn't what happened. Yeah, well, the also thing is they expanded on one of the points they made in Toy Story 2, which is, you know, mm. toys meant for little kids. So what happens to those toys that are collected and never used and sit in boxes all day? And he is. You mean in four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gabby? Yes. Gabby. I, why did I say Heidi? <laughs> I literally said Heidi. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so I think Monsters Inc. would win this one. Definitely. I agree. Monsters Inc. Okay. Right. What is going on next? Who are we doing next? <laughs> it's the first Toy Story versus Toy Story 3. <laughs> Sophie's choice: kill the baby or murder it. <laughs> What's the problem? Like this bracket, half of it's Toy Story, and then the <laughs> other half is Cars. <laughs> um. Well, honestly, I ha- you have to kind of give it to Toy Story. It 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 still holds up, and it's thirty it's twenty years later. No, no way. Three was so much better. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Listen, the dumpster scene in three, tell me that didn't make you cry. Okay, yes, but nostalgia baiting aside, okay. Nostalgia baiting, they were gonna die. They were accepting death. Um, the original Toy Story is a feat of animation masterpiece. It's an animation masterpiece on par with the first Snow White. Okay. Uh, hello, you on. Toy Story. None of these other Pixar movies would ever exist, including excluding a, a Bug's Life. But still. Okay. Hold on. Two words. Sid's toys. What the hell? Yeah. Okay. Demon baby toys. <laughs> okay. You've got Barbie legs on a fish hook. What? <laughs> look, man. Look, man. Sid was a disturbed kid. Okay. Yeah. He was. And then all the toys get together to scare the hell out of him for life. What? <laughs> well, that's it. You're mean to your toys and they scare you for the rest of your life into being a garbage man. <laughs> no child deserves it, no matter how awful they are. <laughs> no, some children deserve it. Be honest. Listen, he was a little turd, all right? But no one deserves to have the tiny doll that you were playing with come out of the mud and come after you, all right? What? What? So this is where we fight. This is the fight, really. Toy Story versus Toy Story 3. Jesus Christ. This is where it has to happen, all right? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not backing down. It's Toy Story. It's a better movie. I'm sorry. I like Toy Story 3. But Toy Story, the original Toy Story is, you you can't not. Have you watched the first one recently? Yes! Okay, don't tell me there wasn't a huge downgrade in animation there. Oh my god, okay, so we're we're, we're beating up the beautiful Pixar animation that 
took 15 years to that point to develop with their second movie. We're comparing it to that. Yes, we are. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to sit here and make me accept that Toy Story 1 is better than Toy Story 3, you're going to have to do better than that. I, I understand you were emotionally traumatized. It is okay, Mandy. <laughs> I, I care about you. It is okay. Don't tell me I'm not the only child that was traumatized by that entire scene, okay? Look, okay, children are traumatized by a lot of different things. <laughs> okay, listen, Sid had put a nail through the head of one of those dolls, and it decided the best way to reconcile with that was to hang out in his backyard until he was all alone. All right, you know what? You win, you win okay? Because I, I don't... <laughs> The, at the end of the day, I don't care enough about either one of these movies. <laughs> so, you win. Toy Story 3. There we go. Uh, I hate this. I hate everything about this. I, this is going to be the best episode. What are you talking about? A plus content right here. Oh, listen, the only reason I suggested the Pixar bracket is because the DreamWorks bracket would be a bloodbath, okay? Oh, I'm not... Uh, I would just feel bad. Like, what would even win in a DreamWorks? Listen, what? just think about it. You have to put Emperor's New Groove against El Dorado. Oh, honey. Oh. All right, and then we run into How to Train Your Dragon and Rise of the Guardians. How do you pick? Actually, I, I don't really like Rise of the Guardians, so that one's quite easy. But I can see where you get that, okay? Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, we're moving on. Because <laughs> this next one's pretty easy. Okay, what's the next one? It's the Good Dinosaur versus Coco. Oh, it's Coco. I'm, yeah. Like, <laughs> Not much to say there other than... I barely wanted to watch The Good Dinosaur when we decided to do this rewatch. So. Like, why, even if dinosaurs stayed on the planet, why would humans act like dogs? Because... Do dogs not exist? Because if they acted like actual humans and you're copying the first Ice Age movie too much and you can't do that. But, But dogs. Yeah, but... Ice Age has a, has a rat that chases a nut. Yeah, but he's yeah, a squirrel. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wait, that's right. Sid is a squirrel. Uh, okay, anyway. Yeah. No, they, they did that because it would be copying the first Ice Age movie too much. You know that's what happened. Why? So. I know, but it's just terrible. I hate it. It's... Anyway, Coco, it, yeah, it yeah. won the Oscar for Best Animated Film that year for a reason. I, yeah, I, I, I still cry when we listen to Remember Me, you know, still, still get those tears. <sighs> just, just a little one, just a little one. You just All won right. Follow's Dreams. Okay. Anyway, what's the next? What's next? Onward versus Toy Story 2. Oh, um, I thought we already did this one. Okay. Mm, no, that was... Onward versus Dory. Um, 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 this is actually one I'm pretty. I I I think Onward is better than Toy Story Two. Um, don't at me, please, please don't at me. No one at me. Okay, I mean I agree with you. So. Oh, okay, great. You can <laughs> at me. That's fine. <laughs> Which is funny because out of the two of us, you're the one who likes getting on internet fights. So, I, oh, actually, no, I had to cut that out after. Uh, I, I had to cut that out. So, anyway, <laughs> should I ask? It, no words were said. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Wor- words were said. Earrings came off. Oh boy, uh, you know internet fights are supposed to be on the internet, right? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you got to go up and go and beat up a 12-year-old. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Um, so we're on the other side now. So yep. next up is, let me just pull this up. 
Come on, rise up. Is that still in your head? Hmm? Is that still in your um, head? Hamilton is still in my head, yes. I um, We went to Yorktown, and I listened to the song Yorktown. So... You're such a nerd. I'm going to go to Monticello and sing What Did I Miss? That, that's going to be the next one. I'm going to drive the five hours from here to Monticello. Can't we at least go to New York? Sure, because it's the greatest city in the world. Yeah. And, okay. So next up, oh, Wally versus a bug's life. Mm. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I say that I don't actually like Wally that much. You don't. I like Wally a lot. It's good. I don't rewatch it a lot, though. And it's so depressing. It it is, and um, and not like in the fun, depressing kind of way. Just sad, depressing. Yeah, and it's a little sad. I mean, A Bug's Life is one of those movies where, again, I know all of the jokes from because I watched it so much. Mm-hmm. But I also wait. Wally is like one of the best Pixar movies ever. Still, <laughs> I mean, I I would personally give it to Wally. I I do think while I love a Bug's Life, I think in this case, Wally is just so much more sophisticated in the way that it tells a much simpler story. The way that the two characters don't even talk, I love that. So it has to be Wally, honestly. Sorry. Mm, all right. So in Wally, we have humans having to deal with the repercussions of the things they made and ha- forcing Wally to have a very lonely existence cleaning up their garbage. While, you know, they're inevitably doomed anyway, because I don't think there's enough people on that ship when they get back to Earth. Even if Earth can support life again, they're all probably still going to die. And none of them not fend for themselves at all. They're dead. Uh, on the other hand, a bug's life has a whole community coming together, realizing that, you know, they're actually strong and they can fend for themselves and then get rid of, rid- getting rid of someone who's been tormenting them for years. Like, I appreciate that much better. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I- I'm-, I'm sorry. I'm going to stick to my guns here. It has to be Wally. I, I see your reasoning for a bug's life. I agree. I like the community thing. I mean, I. <laughs> I'm only giving it to you this once. Wally can win, it, but just know it, I'm happy about it. Okay. It has to, yeah, I'm sorry. It has to be Wally. I'm sorry. Ugh. All right. Okay. What's next? Oh, this one's going to be hard. Okay. Because it's Finding Nemo versus Inside Out. Oh, well, actually. I I honestly when I rewatched Inside Out, I didn't like it as much as I did when it first came out. Why? I, it it just look, it's a it's okay. It's a good movie, but I think being a little removed, it is a little cheesy. Well, I think, yeah. I think there are better and the points that people like about it, particularly having discussions about mental health, I think there are other things aimed at children that do it better than Inside Out. And so in that sense, it's a bit overhyped as well. And I, I, I so Finding Nemo's funny, Finding Nemo's cute, Finding Nemo's a classic. So Finding Nemo, I don't know. Wow. Anyway, so Inside Out, which is probably something we said before in our last bracket, but the way it depicts not just mental health, but growing up, because Riley's going through a lot of things that might seem like small to little people, but it literally shows visually in a way that's hard, easy to understand, like How parts, of her mind, parts of her mind crumbling and being rebuilt and like having to learn how to process more 
complex emotions as you get older is something like they literally put colors like oh you see this orb that is normally all yellow now there's some blue in it or a memory that used to be happy turned sad like she has more complex emotions and it's really empathetic to people who are trying to hmm, express how traumatizing growing up can be to them because you know it's that thing people talk about babies like they cry all the time because every new thing is like the worst thing that's ever happened to them when you're a kid and moving that's like the worst thing that's literally ever happened to you but people don't take it seriously because they've seen worse things okay Uh, I get your like I said I agree it's a wonderful movie in that sense it's just again I just think it it goes kind of I don't want to say nowhere it's just I don't know I I just I I personally did not enjoy it as much as I did the first time I think after understanding the jokes, after getting them, after knowing what it was all about, I think it doesn't really hold up. And there's a reason why we don't talk about this movie as much when we're talking about the best Pixar movies. And there's a reason why we do with Finding Nemo. And I, I connect more with the father-son journey and, you know, that drive and having overprotective parents and letting, being able to let go and having to find those things and how it, it's hard when you're small to let go from your parents as well. But once you get out there, it can be fun. It can be an adventure, an adventure, but it's also dangerous. And yeah. Mm. So what do you think? I don't know. Like I said, I like them both. <laughs> yeah, they're both great. I mean, like, that's the kind of bad part about doing a Pixar gra- bracket. Well, yeah. Even the thing- bad ones are good movies. Except, except for The Good Dinosaur. Like, listen, if we had a bracket about the worst one, I could tell you right now that one wins. So. Uh, yes, The Good Dinosaur is not a very good movie. Yeah. But... but- uh, I don't know. I, I got the last one, so you break the tie on this one. Oh, man. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> Just keep swimming, swimming, Listen, swimming. You're trying to influence my vote, aren't you? <laughs> I can't remember the song that Bing Bong sang. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But just keep swimming goes through my mind like 30 times a day because I'm the literal incarnation of Dory. So, yes. All right. All right. Nemo wins. Yay! <laughs> hey, I, I like the visuals in that one more. Yeah. It, the water is very pretty and I love it. It helps me fall asleep in life. Okay. Yeah. And just I, remember, I just kids. remember <laughs> several times falling asleep as a kid just listening to the, the so, menu screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I used to do that too. <laughs> it's very that or Pirates of the Car- the Minuscule of Pirates of the Caribbean. Anyway, okay. Anyway, so the next one is Ratatouille versus Up. Oh, Ratatouille used yeah. to be like my favorite Pixar movie. Um, I I like Up because it's a bit more mature. Than Ratatouille, but I think Ratatouille is a more interesting story. You get what I mean? Yeah, because my problem with Up is, you know, everyone talks about, you know, the opening and everything, but then after that, it just pretty much goes downhill. Yeah, I mean, the villain, it's, it's like, kind of half-baked, right? It has really good scenes and really good moments and really good characters, yeah. but the story doesn't tie together, whereas Ratatouille has the opposite problem, right? The characters, I think, are kind of bland, and the, and the setting is very static, but the story pulls together in such a really nice way that I think it's very rewarding. Yeah, I can get, I can get bad in that. Yeah. All right. Um, so Ratatouille? Mm-hmm. Yay, Ratatouille! And I, I, you should have some Ratatouille. Don't they put mushrooms in it? Yes, they do. Then I can't eat it. Oh, that's right. 
No mushrooms for you. If I take the mushrooms out, maybe, but. I'm glad I've never cooked for you because I like, I cook mushrooms and everything. So I'm glad I, and I did not remember that. So I'm glad I never cooked for you. (laughs) (laughs) I just give you some spaghetti and you like die because there's mushrooms in it. I know. I like, I contemplate just telling people that I'm allergic because it's like, just understand how much I hate it. I'll probably die if I eat them. But <clears throat> anyway, what's next? Next? what's next? We're wrapping up. We're getting to the semi-finals. I know. It's so much different than the Disney one. There's only, like, what is it, 22 Pixar movies? Yeah, not that many. As opposed to, like, the 50-something Disney movies. And, unfortunately, I didn't have to get high to watch Planes, so... That's not going to influence my decision on anything. Yeah, I couldn't understand why, no matter what list I looked up, Planes was not included. I'm going to guess that's part of a franchise, so they don't count it. No, I'm pretty sure that Planes is probably Disney proper, not Pixar. Okay. I just assumed that they scrubbed it from the records because it was so bad. Like I said, if I had to watch that, I would have had to have gotten high. It, It would not have been fun. I wouldn't have blamed you. But anyway, before we move on to what is it, the semifinals? Yep. It's, yep. The next one is Brave versus The Incredibles. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's The Incredibles. I love Merida, but I know it. We can't really. I can <sighs> probably tell you at this point the four that are going to be in the semifinals, but let's continue that are that are going to be in the finale. So let's continue. Don't skip ahead. All right, so now that we're on to the semifinals, it is Monsters, Inc. versus Toy Story 3. Oh, um, Monsters, Inc. I think we've said enough about this movie. I like Monsters, Inc. You like Monsters, Inc. Toy Story 3 is a good movie, but Monsters, Inc. is just better. Yes, no, maybe so. Oh, yeah, I was thinking, because we haven't really said anything about it other than it wins against the other ones. <laughs> we'll go nostalgia bait when I if it gets to where I think it's gonna be sure sure okay so the next one is Coco versus Onward oh well okay so let's talk about some flaws of Onward because it does have flaws it does I think my sister pointed out like a massive plot hole in it that was really distracting I don't remember what it was but I'm not concerned about plot holes I just think that the so the setting is beautiful. I love the setting. I wish that there would be more fantasy in animation because I think, you know, that it's like married. It, like they would be perfect together, right? Yeah, but I think people, they get sick of it after a while. So they've been avoiding it for a little bit. So I think we're in a phase where it's not going to happen for a little while, but then it's going to come back. I agree. I mean, I think after game of thrones like the culture is just not for fan like very high fantasy right now it's more oriented oriented to like hard dramas and things like that but yeah it's gonna be a minute so yeah but anyway i i I love high fantasy so so i i liked the concept of armor the minute it came out it's just the execution just was seemed a little half-baked you know what i mean yeah a little bit because, like, the part I had trouble uh, accepting, I guess, is the word, is that even though all the fantasy creatures existed and magic was in the world, they're like, oh, yeah, I want technology more than I want magic. I feel like that would be a hard thing to accept. Yeah, and that's one of the things about, like, I don't think you need to modernize fantasy by throwing fantasy characters with iPhones in it. That's that's not good. That's not, that doesn't do anything. A fantasy environment should be enriching in and of itself. I would have definitely preferred a much more traditional tale where they, you know, where they went on a traditional quest and had to find X item to do X thing. You know, I would have much preferred that. I can see why a kid would like it though, you know? Well, I understand what they were going for. It was like a, not really a 
it wasn't a criticism on modern technology, which I kind yeah. of appreciated because they were saying, yeah, this stuff is way better for us than magic normally is, but at the cost of, you know, sacrificing your traditions and your culture, basically. Right. So but, there is a good message about that, but. Yeah, it's a good message. And I, it, I don't know, it just, it felt like it was missing something that good Pixar movies generally do, right? So you had a very good message about like how you you pointed out how the whole concept is like you shouldn't let something like erase your traditional values and culture and the thing like that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you should have some sort of appreciation for it and appreciating your past is good in a way. But that's not what I think. Think of like the traditional, the messages in something like the Incredibles, right? Or in Toy Story or in um, even like Monsters, Inc. or Finding Nemo, right? They're about, they're about tangible concepts that kids get. Family, friendship, um, growing up, growing older. And I think that's where you lose, where Onward loses the connection for me. It didn't feel like something that had a Pixar message. And not saying that, appreciating your past and you know that that's not important for a kid to learn it just it, it's I think a little too outside of what I would expect from Pixar and I, I don't think it was executed very well hmm. okay because yeah. also on the other side there's Coco which revels in someone's culture and Right, but even then, it's rooted in his family, which is something a kid would understand and can connect with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so that's where it's different. Like, yeah, it is a complete. It is a glorification of Mexican culture and ha- hanging on to that and hanging on to that I- identity. But it's not about that. It's about family. It's about respecting your elders, which is very important for that culture. And it's about connecting with those who came before you. So I, I like Coco a lot better than Onward, I'll, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah, I agree. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. All righty. So, um, so Coco goes on. Mm-hmm. So the next one is Finding Nemo versus Wally. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this is where we leave Wally. Thank okay. God. This is where I didn't we want to Wally this again. <laughs> <laughs> I um, have a feeling we're going to have a lot more to say about Finding Nemo going forward. So maybe we'll go on to the next one. Thank you. Thank God. I didn't want to talk about Wally anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured Wally's a good movie, but I like find. But I, I, I still smile when I watch Finding Nemo. Wally just makes me feel bad that I'm not some environmentalist or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty, what is next? Pause. We're what? Pa- um, oh. What? No, what do you want? <laughs> okay, well, cut that part out. Wow, that was some sass. I like she's asking me if I'm calling her, and I'm like, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, that's so adorable. My mother would have slapped me if I spoke to her like that. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what to say. Anyway, um, so I will cut that part out. We'll restart here. Up next is Incredibles versus Ratatouille. Yep, that's right. Um, okay, this is actually a really good matchup because I think I like both of these movies the same. So you go first. Okay. Let me think. Okay, so Ratatouille think is no they're both funny both really funny they both have good jokes i like the art 
but like the plot lines, crap. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Because I don't want this to be purely a nostalgia bait. You know, it should yeah. be like, which one is subjectively a better movie? You mean objectively? Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> I can English. I have a degree in some sort of something. Okay. So, Ratatouille, we have... Uh, so, how do I describe it? A rat who's trying to do something impossible... Because, you know, working with food and rats is something that humans would normally never allow. And he's trying to, you know, make better of himself despite his situation. Which is a little, I guess, I would compare it a bit to Coco. In that, you know, he's doing things against his family's wishes. And that's also a struggle for him. But it's also the fact that getting into the field he wants to get into is nearly impossible. Which... Mm -hmm is an interesting theme to go around. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a really, a really good aspect of it because it's Ratatouille is so different from any other Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's almost like it's not, like it's aimed at a different type of audience, right? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I, as a mid-20s, college kid just kind of gel more with Ratatouille than I ever would have with the you know as a eight-year-old right yeah I was saying, like, they really exacerbate how impossible it is so when you're told as a little little kid oh you can do anything it'd be anything you wanted to be and then you get older and you realize that's not necessarily the case like how impossible some things feel to achieve right and making the main character a rat really shows you that it's not just him thinking it's impossible. It's literally impossible. Right. Like, no matter how hard he tried, no matter how good he was. Well, what it I was shows like, you, like, you have to accept that fact. The only thing where I think, Rat I think I like the original Incredibles a bit more than Ratatouille is the ending. I think the ending is is a much better wrap-up of the themes in The Incredibles than it is in Ratatouille. Because I think yeah. having Remy actually succeed in at the end of Ratatouille instead of not necessarily failing, but having to maybe go back to his original life or something like that, right? Yeah. You know, I, I think that would have been a much better and much better message but and much better into the story than it is than what we got maybe i'm just we're just cynical i don't know maybe but this is the message that you know we take away from it not necessarily what everyone would take away from it you know right. and it is much more about it is supposed to be that follow your dreams even if you think you can't kind of thing that is the message that they're trying to portray they just yeah. interesting because literally they made his dream impossible so yeah the thing is like even if it's like difficult for un to understand they insert that monologue from what's his name the food critic at the end mm -hmm. i forget his name but it pretty much sums up the story for people who may not have understood what they were trying to get at I still exactly. can't remember his name. Whoa. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. The the creepy guy. Oh, uh, Gusto. No, not Gusto. But the health inspector dude. Yeah. No, the food critic. Oh my god, why? Why did I say health? Yeah, the health inspector got tied up and shoved in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. But what I want to say about The Incredibles is it's not exactly the same, but it's, you know, being completely different from society and having to hide who you are, which I guess you could squeeze in an LGBT comparison there. But yeah. and then I mean, it's not just Bob. Do. Yeah, because Bob is a little hard to 
uh, what's the word, empathize with, because, you know, he's an old white guy trying to complain about he doesn't fit in. But then that's why they insert the other characters as well, how they react differently to society's restrictions. Right. So it helps a lot there. Agreed. Um, I do think that the Incredibles just pull, I, I, I think at the end of the day, why we have to give it to the Incredibles is that it just pulls off what it is trying to do so, so much better than Ratatouille, even though I like Ratatouille a lot. Um, mm. It Incredibles is such a tight, succinct story and it does, and you know exactly what it is. This is a movie about family and how that family gets together, tears apart, comes apart, and the message is stick with your family. Your family are your heroes. That's what it is. So, Incredibles over Ratatouille. Sorry. Okay. I mean, you have something to concur. No, I agree. Because Incredibles is good. Like I said, I both like these movies. Yeah. They're both amazing movies. I didn't, I had so much fun watching Ratatouille again because I, I hadn't seen it in so long. <laughs> it's just funny, like, he's little rat puppeting a person. <laughs> I think, like, what the tragedy is, is, like, no matter, even though I love all of these movies, the fact is I haven't seen, outside of, like, The Incredibles and Finding Nemo, I haven't seen a lot of these since I was a kid. So it was really fun watching these. Mm-hmm. All right. We're almost done. Yes. Four more. The final four. All right. What's All right, our so next one? Is Monsters, Inc. versus Coco. <gasps> oh! I know. This, this is going to be hard. Actually, so we do not accuse us of having bias towards stuff we liked when we were kids because I actually think Coco is a better movie than Monsters, Inc. Yeah, I actually agree. <laughs> Not that I don't love Monsters, Inc. I absolutely love it. It's funny. Randall is like my literal favorite Disney character. (laughs) But I just, Coco was such a beautiful story, right? Mm -hmm. You can't ignore it and you can't, it's why it's so good. It's Coco is just too beautiful for this world. Coco. I feel like we should talk a little bit about Monsters, Inc. Because we really haven't throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Monsters, Inc. What I like about it is they really love the company that they work at. And, you know, they go every day and they're happy to see it, which, you know, this day and age is rare. But when they see something wrong is happening, they, you know, they go through their own emotions about it. But they still do something about it. They don't, don't just keep going. Like mm-hmm. in, normally you would say, oh yeah, that's the right thing to do, but it's really not that easy for a lot of people. So say you were working, you saw something horrible happening, you have to think, oh, this is my job, I can either lose my job or do something about this. And for a lot of people, that's actually a really hard choice, so. Uh, I agree 100%. And that is why Monsters, Inc. is really good. I also like the ending of the movie turning the screams into laughs. I, I I don't know. It just it makes it so it's so weird but so good, you know. Well, yeah, it's like a what's it? The comparison. You have an alternative energy source lying right there, and we have the means of getting it. People just aren't. Yeah. And it's so- like it's the second most environmental Pixar movie <laughs> outside mm-hmm. of Wally. Of course, because that one's a bit more heavy-handed, but you know. Uh- Oh, no, no, that one's obvious. Take care of the planet. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so we're giving Coco to this one, and we'll talk more about Coco in the next round, I think. Yes. Uh, yes, we, already, we talked quite a bit about Coco, but we'll talk more about it. So the last two up for discussion are... Oh, no. It's Finding Nemo versus The Incredibles. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, my two favorites... Yeah. Um, All right, let's break it down again. Okay. So, Finding Nemo. So, they're actually both 
weirdly kind of about the same thing, even though they're very different stories, right? So they're both about the struggle it is to move on, right? Mm-hmm. And, the str- and the struggle to move on as a family, particularly when something tragic or life-altering happens. In Finding Nemo, the, his mom dies, and then his dad has to become a single dad. And in The Incredibles, their entire lifestyle is made illegal. So what do you do and how do you live and interact as a family when you want to do good, but it's illegal? So similar, but very, very different. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing is, Finding Nemo hits harder because it's not just... Because you do grieve you having to give up your lifestyle, but you actually do really grieve when someone dies. And even though Nemo hadn't been born yet, he's still highly affected by that grief that Marlin has. And it's not just they. there's only two of them, and mm-hmm. there's not the rest of the family. Because, you know, in The Credibles, Bob has all of his family. He has his friends for a while. Mom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marlin had isolated them from everybody else after that but it took he still had people that he could rely on he just didn't want to acknowledge it because when he and Nemo go to school like all the parents and all the kids are there to welcome them they're all fine but hmm. yeah and I will say I love the way that grief is portrayed because it's not just that Marlon is a sad person right he gets on with his life. He moves on. He, If you met him, he would be a relatively normal person. It's only when you see how he interacts with his son, you see how grief affects him, right? right. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. And I will say, like, the parallel journey, like, Nemo learning how to get over his version of grief and having to work through that and the limitations that his dad placed upon him and doing the same on the side with Marlin. That's a really good piece of parallel storytelling. Dory's a really cool character. I love Dory. <laughs> I love the sharks. Fisher friends, not food. Oh, yes. A lifelong message. Yes. I mean, that is something you should take home. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, the Incredibles. I think what hits me harder for on that end of things is just that wanting to have that connection with your family, but particularly having like secrets or not wanting to share that part of yourself with them. But then finding out that, Hey, they're kind of all have the same thing. So like I connect with the character of Violet, you know, and the kids having to hide their powers and them not necessarily, even though they know that their parents are big superheroes and not necessarily understanding that as a part of their lives and then having to see them interact with that. I don't know. That was a big learning that my parents are actually more similar to me than I thought. That was a big part of like me learning to kind of get past that teenage angst with them, you know? So I connect with that a lot. Well, yeah, the other thing I liked about The Incredibles is the world that it builds, because it's not just that family, because you see that there's a whole community of superheroes doing their best, and all of their lives are upended by, you know, the new legislation. And, you know, you you hear Edna talk about all the people that she knows and all the people that she helped over the years. And, you know, she was really important to a lot of these people, and they were important to her, but that just shut down. So she had to move on to another part of her profession and then later you see uh bob looking up all all of the people that syndrome killed and it's people that he knew like really well Mm -hmm. and they're all dead and that hits really hard when you realize just how much that world meant to him right and so, so i really don't know which one i like more I know, they're both really good movies, and it's kind of hard, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I I guess we have to go back to what I keep talking about. It's like, what, which movie pulls off what they're trying to do the best? 
And for me, I think Incredibles just edges out Finding Nemo. I think the way that the story is told, what it's what the story is trying to do, what it's trying to be, it it's just told in a way that is slightly better than Finding Nemo. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can I can live with that. You can live with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And I promise I won't hit finish recording. You promise? Don't touch I, things. I promise. I know you hate me. It's okay. <laughs> All right, so the final round. We've got Coco versus The Incredibles. Oh, newest new movie versus old movie. Oh my god, we're not nostalgia shills. Look at that. We try not to be. I mean, try, but it mostly. I had to stump out Lion King in the last one, okay? You. Yeah. You did. (laughs) You did. Okay. So, um, let's talk about Coco. What, why, why is this the best? Does this movie deserve to be the best Pixar movie? Okay, so for this one, the first thing I'd say is it's so fun to look at. The visuals and the colors, they're so interesting. And I really, my favorite parts are probably the, the Marigold Bridge when they're entering mm-hmm. and uh, the world, Land of the Dead. Yep. It's so cool. And then the, you know, the animals, the, what were they called? The spirits, yeah. They're so fun to look at, and everyone's made of sugar skulls and the artwork. So that's the first thing I love about it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, I guess the stories are pretty similar. Someone trying to do what they want to do with their lives, despite what their family is saying they have to do. Yeah, and they're both also about, like, how to properly appreciate and venerate your past, right? Mm-hmm. With, like, how do I understand my ancestry? How does where I am today go into the past? And with Bob, it's like, how do I move on from the past? So it's about that, too, which I like. Well, yeah, the thing is about Coco is it adds another layer of depth to it is that he should be able to pursue what he wants to do without his family completely abandoning him because that's the choice that they gave him was that he either stays a part of this family or he becomes a musician. Like to put a little kid on the spot like that for doing what they love to do. Right. Not just something that Miguel has to deal with. It's what his whole family has to go through. And they all have to go through the development to realize that. And I love how so affirming it is that Miguel, Miguel, what makes Miguel happy in the end is his music, right? And his family has to come to accept him. Sometimes I think in these kind of stories, it's the opposite. Like the person who's like being like, I want to go my own way. They have to learn how to like fold themselves back into the family. But no. The family has to fold themselves into what Miguel is, Miguel is doing. How do they, how do they become okay with Miguel and keep him in their lives, not the other way around? Yeah, so that's something I appreciate more about Coco than, say, The Incredibles, because it's because the family, his Bob's family, kind of agrees with him a lot. They just don't want him put, putting the whole family in danger and having to uproot their lives again because they have. I guess I would say more substantial reason for not being heroes than say Miguel's family would of not being musicians. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. The stakes are higher there. Yeah, I agree. The stakes in Coco feel so much more higher in, even though in the Incredibles, like the literal world is at stake. Mm-hmm. It just feel like, it feels like the, when I watch Coco, it feels like the emotional consequences of what is happening, right? Of what is going to happen if if their past is not fixed, if their past is not rectified and squared away and put into this tight little bow and made whole again, then Miguel can't be with ever again with his family. And I think that just, that scares me so much more than anything the Incredibles ever did. That pulls at me a lot more. Yeah. So does that mean we think Coco is the best Pixar movie? I not just <laughs> the Incredibles, but I, I kinda do think that. I, I think 
Coco is Pixar at its best. Honestly. I think I'm like, I'm somehow shocked and not shocked because I really thought The Incredibles would win. Yeah, no, I love The Incredibles. It's my favorite Pixar movie, but. But like when we we began this and we were looking at it, I was so sure that The Incredibles would win. But then like when we break it down, yeah, I think Coco wins. Yeah, and like, again, I'm shocked too. I thought we would have to give it to something we felt nostalgic about because we generally do. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really do feel like, and maybe it's just because we're, adults right so we're in this place where we are trying to break away from our family throughout like how do we stay close with them but still be our own person and do our own thing so maybe that's why it just grabs at us more you know we can see that okay oh my gosh that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) but you heard it from us guys Coco is the best Pixar movie. Nonstop, no debate, don't add us, please. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> yeah, just know, uh, we got through all this. We're not doing the, We're not doing a DreamWorks bracket. I can't do it. Oh, hell no. I, I, first of all, I don't even want to... For every good DreamWorks movie, there's a terrible one. I don't oh, yeah? even want to put myself through that. Listen, I have to rewatch Ants, and I don't want to do that. Like, uh, and like, maybe we can maybe we can do something on like obscure animated movies uh, next. You know, like I like robots a lot, but apparently people don't. They so don't? maybe we can. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know why I like robots but, a lot. But Robin Williams. Robin Williams. I mean, butts. There's right. butts. Like there's like a full minute long fart scene. What? Like. What is not to love? Right? Okay. But yeah, we can look at the... I guess we can do, like, indie animation recommendations next episode? Yeah, I I guess we could do that. Like, something not major... Major enough where it got, like, a theater... A theatrical release, but, like, not as well known. Not Pixar... Not one of the big three. Not Pixar, Disney, or DreamWorks. Okay. I, Mm. I think I like that. That sounds like a good episode. Yeah, that'll take some planning, but we can do it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to us for over an hour because we've been talking for that long. Yeah, it's a long episode. <laughs> um, make sure you like, subscribe, and follow us on Anchor and Spotify and anywhere where you're listening to this podcast. All right. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, like even episode Rex, you can email us at thegeekquire at gmail.com. And you can find us at on Twitter and Tumblr at the Geek Choir Podcast. All right, guys. All right, guys. If you want to ask me anything, you can find me at Robbie Alley Pandy on Instagram and the Oreo Pandy says on Tumblr. And Mandy, where can they find you? I'm at Hawk Apples on Tumblr. Yes, everything is at Hawk Apples. Okay, guys, be safe, stay safe, hug someone you love. Have a good one and wear a fucking mask. Please. Please. Bye. (laughs)